Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That's right. You've been waiting all week for just this moment when we come on the air. It's the best moment. It is. So you can talk about geek stuff. You can hear great interviews and more. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where uh, today is going to be very interesting. Uh, we got Anastasia coming on, talking about cosplay, steampunk. Uh, she's got some really cool twists on classic characters in a steampunk fashion. Um, you guys were kind of looking at some of the pictures where uh, she's got a, a steampunk Thanos, uh, Power, Girl. Power Girl, and a few others. So uh, we'll be talking to, to her about cosplay, which uh, which is really exciting. Um, it's kind of this new art form that's come out um, that women have kind of embraced. I mean, some guys have too as well, but it you know it really be, seems like this is something that women have taken hold and said, this is ours, which is awesome because you know, it's always been, well, you know, guys have their, their role-playing and their comics. Women do, too. I'm, I'm not saying it's all guys. But that's kind of been, you know, their corner of the universe now. Women are like, this is ours. Um, I mean, but with that said, there are still some pretty amazing men out there that, you know, you know, Eric Allen Hall, local guy, he goes to, like, thrift stores, and what he grabs off the shelves, he turns into, uh, you know, magic. It, it's amazing. He's got a Superman, a Spider-Man. He's got Guy Gardner, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, uh, the Green Goblin. There's just so many. I I can't even count them all. Guy is amazing. He's really, really nice, and he can sing. Um, There was an event we went to, and he was dressed up as a Green Goblin. He was up on stage singing the Spider-Man theme song, which was awesome. (laughs) It was hilarious. Uh, And then after that, we're going to bring on the... Wonderful ladies uh, from Writers Cube that put on the uh, Teen Author Boot Camp, which is actually on April 11th here at UVU. It's a great uh, class, I guess, well, boot camp, whatever you want to call it, where uh, teenagers can come and actually learn how to write from uh, professional authors, uh, which is really, really awesome. They've put on a good show, and they they do a good job. They really relate to the kids, and um, if I remember right, I was speaking with Joe uh, Schaefer. She's one of the, the ladies uh, with Writers Cube. There's actually one of the uh, teenagers that attended is actually almost that came several years ago and has come almost every year. Is uh, she has a book in to be published, which is wow. pretty amazing. That's awesome. I mean, it's really tough to get your book bu- your book published. We you know we've talked to we talked to Lisa last week, and you know it's not super easy, but if it's good, it's going to be found. 
Uh, and your best option, especially, I mean, I know as I, me, when I was a kid, these options weren't out there. You know, if you wanted to learn to write, you had to do it the hard way. You sat down and wrote and wrote and hoped it was good. Now there's a lot of things out there. I mean, LTUE, there's writing classes, there's the teen author boot camp. Even the schools are... Creative writing. They have creating writing classes in school. I was like, where the crap was that when I was in high school? For crying out loud. Uh, you know, even going so far as, you know, Dr. B, who we've had on the show before, uh, down at UNLV, he got his doctorate in superheroes. I mean, I would have loved, I would have actually gone further, further in my degree if I could have got a PhD in superheroes. If there was classes like that, you know. Well, it's never too late, you know. You know, DC 101 or Marvel 102, you know, hey. <laughs> Uh, Those would be classes down my alley. Professor X teaching the class. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, man. Just, it seems like the geek stuff is kind of becoming more mainstream. You know, it's not, it's like it's being more acceptable. I mean, especially when you have big guys, uh, you know, people look at Vin Diesel and they're like, you know, that's you know, that's a Fast and Furious guy. He's the guy that beats the crap out of you. Looks, you know, if you look at him wrong and drives muscle cars. But you know, he plays D and D, and he uh, when they you didn't no. So when they re-released the the three, they did a special like leather bound three point five edition of Dungeons and Dragons. He wrote the foreword in that. What? And not only that, you know, during when he was filming the Riddick movie, one of them. He actually flew his D and D group out on set so they could play D and D while he was filming. Awesome. I mean, that's devotion there. Yeah, you know, and then you then you got you got stuff people like Vern Troyer or even like Mr. T. They're going out and saying, uh, you know, for World of Warcraft. Um, so I think it is definitely becoming more mainstream. You have like Stephen Colbert that you know it's like I play D and D, and that's why I am who I am, and so on and so forth, uh, which is pretty awesome. All right, so it looks like uh, we have our first guest calling in, so let's go ahead. Thank you for calling in Dungeon Crawls Radio. Is this Anastasia? Hi. Yes, this is. Am, I, okay, I I apologize. I When names get really long and there's lots of vowels, I always worry that I'm pronouncing names wrong. And I did not want to butcher the last name. So how do you pronounce the last name? It's Dragonov. Okay, well, we were pretty close, but the U was throwing us off. All right, <laughs> Anastasia Dragunov. All right, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for, for coming on. I know we've been trying to get you on for a while, and then we had this Facebook debacle. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and scheduling the schedule's been fun. hectic, too. Yeah, and, and you, you go out to a lot of conventions uh, kind of in central U.S. and back east, correct? Or do you yeah. go everywhere? Um, I have offers to go all around the world. It really just depends on um, what my manager thinks is the best fit for me. Um, okay. But I do travel all over the country. So you do this professionally then? Yes, I do. Wow. So congrats to you. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. So Thank you. What got you. What got you into cosplay? Uh, well, I, I mean, I question. was raised. It's, that is kind of a tough question. Um, I was raised with a lot of, like, sci-fi in my life because my brother was this huge gamer and nerd, and my dad was super into Star Trek and Stargate, and that just kind of started my love of sci-fi, 
which eventually led into my love of anime. And then mm-hmm. um, when I was in junior high, a couple of my friends were like, hey, there's going to be this anime convention. And at the time, I was like 11 years old, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And <laughs> I just went with them, and it was like the greatest experience of my life. And that was the first time I'd ever even tried Pocky, and that was like the, my second favorite love of conventions at the time. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just kind of went to all the local cons that I could and then a couple years ago I started really doing it professionally and just kind of led to where I am now. So that first con, did you dress up for that? Did you cosplay for the first con? The first day I didn't. The second day I was like, well, what can I rummage from from my closet and find some kind of outfit? And I don't know if I'd actually call it cosplay. I just kind of came up with this like school girl costume and I had fangs, and I was like, I'll just toss those in, and a, and a tail and cat ears, and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm wearing. And so I guess that I works. was like a, a cat schoolgirl. Sounds like cosplay to me. <laughs> sounds like anime. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like anime. That That's awesome. Um, you know, props for you for going, falling in love with it immediately, and then the second day, having the nerve to go dress up. I, I've always talked to, you know, a lot of the cosplayers here and, and abroad that, that first time seems to be really kind of, there's a lot of nerves going on there because you're really putting yourself out there. Now, was it that way for you or is it just like, hey, I'm going for it? No, I, I really don't think I was nervous at all. I mean, I dressed up okay. and the first day I saw like people walking around with free hug signs and I was like, oh my God, that's the greatest idea. And so I made one and me and my friends all went and we had free hug signs and it was just kind of, I felt weird the first day not being dressed up. So... I just dressed up the second day wow. and felt like I fit in with everybody else that was there. Seems as you were destined for it. Yes. Wow. That, oh, yeah. That's a, that's amazing. So uh, we were kind of mentioning or talking about some of your costumes. Now, it seems like a lot of your, your costumes are steampunk themed, or is that not true? Right now, that is true. Um, okay. I do... I do cosplay other things. I just um, I have a contract with a steampunk magazine right now, where I'm doing um, steampunk superheroes every month, and so that's it's a lot of building, and so that's all I've really had time for lately. But I do have some other cosplays that I'm working on that are not steampunk. It's just a matter of fitting them into my hectic schedule right now. So you design all your own costumes then? Yes. Um, My brother, I do a lot of um, all the armor uh, my brother and I do together. I also, um, there's this group that I travel to con with sometimes, and um, it's Airship Nikolai, and they help me also build the armor pieces, and they do all of my photography, which is great because I don't have to pay anybody for it. Um, And then I build all all of the actual, like, sewing and everything I do myself. So, but all of the concepts and everything are all my own ideas. Wow, that that's amazing. Thank uh, you. Scotty's over here, just like <laughs> shaking his head, like his mind is blown. Uh, you know, so how do you go from watching a show or car, you know, anime, a movie, or something like that, looking at a you know, let's say Power Girl, and saying, how can I turn that into steampunk? What is kind of your process? Well. It depends, because steampunk covers like a really broad range, and so when I'm picking a character to fit into the world of steampunk, I really have to look at like the time period that that character was originally set in, 
and where I think their personality best fits within the steampunk time period that I'm trying to mesh them into. So um, say like with Jean Grey, she's, she's really conservative and she's, you know, she's like the librarian bookish type. So mm-hmm. with that, I wouldn't go into it the same way that I would with like Power Girl where, you know, she has like cleavage everywhere. So with Jean <laughs> Grey, you really have to look at what is the conservative like pieces that you would see from the different time periods and how you could fit that in to be something that a woman who wanted to be a superhero would have worn during that period. And that's really how I I look at most of my costuming. Okay. Incredible. You guys have some questions? Uh what uh what was your uh your feelings when you first got asked to be a professional cosplayer? What was your experience there? Um it was a little nerve wracking because before it was just like I'd put all of this time and effort in these costumes and it was great getting the notoriety for it. But when it actually came down to being like, oh, we want you to guest at a convention, it's really, it made me really nervous the first day. I was like, this isn't just me doing it with my friends anymore. This is people coming and taking photos with me and asking for autographs and paying for, like, my prints and stuff that I was selling on my table. And it it was more, I didn't have other people to lean on. And it was really, people were there to talk to me. And that was something... I'm, I wouldn't call myself an introvert, but I wouldn't call myself an extrovert either. So it was hard getting used to, like, trying to be that peppy person that everyone had to, everybody wanted to talk to. Because I am, before cosplay, I was a really shy person. And I would really only, like, be out there and talk to people when I was with a group. So doing it with myself and just, like, a handler, it was really difficult and really different to get used to. Didn't you find it easier to be extroverted once you actually put on the costume, though? Yes, definitely. Taking on the character. Yeah, kind of putting the persona on. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, wow. it's easier, so, too, because you can hide behind it as well. Yeah. So do you find it, uh, when you go to conventions, is it really difficult being behind the table? Because, you know, there's been a lot of articles that have come out where it, you know it's kind of been bashing cosplay. Um, you know, is that difficult reading those? Because, you know, at least in my mind, cosplay is kind of its own unique art form and should be given credit for that. Those articles make me so mad. Like, I'm, I don't think it's fair for people to judge cosplayers. Like, yeah, great, there are people who are making a profession of it, but it's not just mm-hmm. that they're going and they're portraying these personas. They're also... They're modeling with it, and they're also putting their own time into building these cosplays to show off. So, yeah, I can see why someone would be mad that, like, oh, you ruined the character because you're a real person. You don't look exactly like the comic book or the manga or the anime. But reading those just always gets my my blood boiling, and it's yeah. just one of those don't comment on it because I don't want to. I don't want to have that drama online because I hate it. Yeah. But you want to comment on it because it makes you so mad. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure it does. I, uh, you know, I'm pro especially all the way. <laughs> no, definitely. I, you know, that's one thing. You know, just the. I mean, a lot of these cosplayers I've met. You know, you're drawing out the design, then you're transferring that design from paper into fabric and materials to make it look like what you envision in your head and that character. 
So, I mean, that's all your blood, sweat, and tears you're putting in there. Then you're wearing that and then putting yourself out there as, hey, you know, I'm this character for this convention, which is amazing in itself. I mean, I I see these these shows and cartoons uh, or, excuse me, anime or whatever we want to call them. And just and then I, I there's no way I can envision transferring that into a costume and just someone being able to do that is amazing, plain and simple. So yeah. you being able to do that and build the armor pieces and everything that's amazing. So uh, anyone says anything negative about that, we'll find you know we'll we'll get some big old uh, you know boards with nails in it and we'll hunt them down. Oh, you can just power girl on them. Power girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a lot of work, and it's amazing, like, even, like, being a professional and going to these shows and seeing the other professional cosplayers, and just, like, some of them, you're just like, oh, my God, this is absolutely amazing to see the work that these people have put into it and to have someone, like, bashing on cosplayers because they get paid to do it. Like, it doesn't matter. Any service out there you can get paid to do, pretty much. You can buy anything. So... For someone who loves it and they put their hard work and effort into it, it's just, like, sickening to see these people do it and yeah. to bash well, people that love doing what they do. Yeah, they shouldn't bash. I mean, just just look at Peter Parker. How many times has his face changed just from different artist to different artist? He he doesn't look the same. He's a, He's got brown hair. I mean, yeah, so someone else dressing up similar, that can work. So how long does it take you to go from I've got – the design on paper to the point you're wearing it? Um, It depends. It depends on what I'm doing it for. Um, Like, if I'm building a costume and I'm like, okay, I have a couple months before and I want to premiere it at this convention or this event, then usually I sit down, I draw it out. Um, If it has armor, if it doesn't, then, you know, I'm probably sitting down with my brother and we're talking about it and trying to detail out, like, how we do it. So it really depends on the costume to see, like, because armor, each armor is different. While mm-hmm. we've done a lot of it, so it doesn't take as long as the first time we did it, it is still time-consuming because each time you do a different costume, it's always different. So you're cutting out a different pattern for everything because, like, most of my armor pieces, none of them look alike because each one is a different pattern. We've sat down, we've drawn it out, and then we've cut it out. And the sewing doesn't take... The sewing usually doesn't take that long, but if I was actually sitting down and doing it for, say, like, the magazine, I can pretty much knock out an entire costume in probably a week. Wow. I would never have thought a week. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Now, so did, has this, doing the, this cosplay, has that kind of created this really cool bond between you and your brother? Because it sounds like you guys work together uh, a lot when you're you're doing these uh, costume pieces. Yeah, we he travels to like all the conventions with me. He's actually my handler and um oh. he also is an aspiring cosplayer and we do a lot of cosplay and together as well as, you know, work together on my cosplays. And he's also my bodyguard at cons and um we do a lot of stuff together, so I'd say we're pretty close. Well, there uh, uh, that's got to be the perfect bodyguard cuz no one's going to protect you more than more a big than brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Don't touch her. <clears throat> yeah. Uh no, that's oh, no. awesome. He's- He's told me some what? some scary stuff before of how he would protect me if we were in other countries. So yeah, I completely trust him. <laughs> wow. Okay. So note to the internet and everyone out there listening: don't no no 
don't do anything other than being very nice, professional, and pleasant. Otherwise, you're going to get your butt kicked. That's awesome. You would be you would be surprised at some of the stuff that I've heard that people oh. have said to me at con. Yeah, no, I uh, just you know the conventions I've been to, uh, I've heard some stuff, and it just it just amazes me how kind of crude some people can be, or even inappropriate. You're just like, come on. Yeah, this is another person. You, you need to treat them with respect. It does. It doesn't matter what the costume looks like or anything like that. It's still another person. I, I and it, and it kind of saddens me because you know we're kind of this this little community that's kind of had to uh, you know dig our way out of our hole we'll in a way. Fight for everything. Fight for we everything have. we've had, and you know now it's more accepted. But it, when you have people like that, you just got to shake your head and say, "Come on, guys." You're putting us back in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say the fight never ends with cosplay, honestly, because even, I mean, the looks that you get when you walk out, like, especially as a professional cosplayer, you can't really take your costumes off to go eat lunch. So some conventions don't have, like, a room where they feed their guests, so you actually have to, like, go out and get food or whatever. And so um, a couple times, like, we've gone out still in costume, and you're just, like, sitting there, like, trying to eat and be like, I'm a normal person, and everyone's staring at you, like, what are these crazies doing in here, <laughs> eating lunch? So, I mean, even in that I, way, like, you're not talking to people, but I think you're still fighting for what you think is I, I never thought of that. I, I never thought of that. Wow. You got a point there. You know, I I can su- see some people where, you know, they're an older generation that are eating lunch, and then you walk in, and it's like, what in the world? Um, wow. It kind of opened my other. Oh, I've that, had some dirty too, looks before, too, especially yeah, that, from the I mean, older generation. Yeah, that's too bad. It is too bad, but wow. So, uh, so what are what are some uh, what are some costumes that were maybe more difficult, or you just felt like, wow, I bit off more than I could chew, but I'm still going to do this. Um, I don't really feel like there's any costumes that I felt like I've bit off more than I can chew, but I know there are some okay. that I've gotten into. And I've realized it's more work than I thought it was going to be. And you almost get not this feeling of dread, but this feeling of, dear God, this is taking forever. I don't want to work on this anymore. And honestly, Power Girl, the sewing was that way for me. Because Power Girl was the first time I'd ever sewn, like, a bustle. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so easy. And then I got into it, and I was like, oh, my God, I hate this. It's taking forever. And... But then after I got through that, it wasn't so hard, and I, like, buzzed through it. And now, since then, I think the most difficult one to get together, and not difficult and it was hard to do, just difficult in the resources that I had available at the time and trying to get them done for the deadline, was my Lady Thanos. And it's actually funny because the top for my Lady Thanos isn't even actually finished. It was just a, this is what we have available right now. I'll do what I actually want to do later when I can spend the money on the top that I want to make. Mm-hmm. That That is an amazing photo, by the way. Yeah, I got a question about that one. I yeah. was looking at it. How did you get that effect to make your eyes glow red? Um, when I put it into the photo editing program, it has like a little eye slider. And that we actually had to really play around with because the photo editing program wants you to have normal colored eyes. So it's really hard to sit there and adjust it to the point where they're not a normal color and where they're really bright. 
and it actually takes like turning off some of the auto features in order to do it. But it was m mostly just playing around with the effects on the photo editing program. Yeah, I thought that was, that picture was excellent. Yeah, really it good. was an amazing picture, and wow, <laughs> the gauntlet Thanks. and everything just works well. Uh, we're trying not to geek out over it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it it really is cool. Uh, you know, and again, you know, just coming from the geek, the guy side of the geek side of everything, cosplay is actually a really amazing art form, and it's impressive what a lot of people have done. I mean, even yourself with that, you know, that lady Thanos. Um, and there's several other cosplayers out there that do this professionally that they they do an amazing job. So. Oh yeah, no, like I, that's one of my favorite things about cosplay is seeing something or reading something or watching something that you're like, oh my god, I love this. I wish I could just live this. And cosplay gives you that ability to build it and go to con and people treat you like you are that character because you've put the time into building it. And so you get to like play around and be that character and people just interact with you like you're a normal person and they just like it's basically like going to one massive like rp and it's amazing now this is kind of a, a side question do you ever have that moment where you know someone you know you, you meet someone whether you know maybe you're out with friends or something like that and you're, you get introduced for the first time you know you kind of have that first you know introduction conversation you know your name how you doing how are you doing what do you do for work and you say oh i'm a professional cosplayer does that make does anyone kind of go like what or is is that kind of open up the conversation more um i think both i think when you first say it most of the people that i've said to they're like some people get it like if i if we've already been talking and they're kind of like you know a geek and i can tell then usually they get what when you say cosplay but, like, mm -hmm. when I first signed up for this new gym membership, um, I went in, and you have to fill out, like, what your occupation is. And I was oh, like, yeah. I put down cosplay, and then the personal trainer that was explaining everything to me, he was like, okay, so what is cosplay? What What do you mean? Because I put cosplay and modeling. He's like, <laughs> it's modeling. But what is cosplay? And I started explaining to him, and he was like, so you're, like, a superhero, and you, like, go to these places and I was like kind of it's not exactly but that's pretty close and then after that it was like the second time I went in everybody knew what I did like all of the people that worked there and all the personal trainers and everyone's like oh yeah you're that that superhero girl right and I was like yeah that, that's me <laughs> that's me and I'm working out in your gym yeah <laughs> so I do some cosplay and I've really enjoyed the time where y'all put on an outfit that the kids will just adore you and they run up and want your pictures and everything. Do you, what's your feelings about that? Are there times certain costumes you wear that the kids like Google over you more than others or? Um, do you mean like actual like kids or just like young people? Yeah. 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 yeah actual kids. kids like, you know, okay. 10 and younger. <laughs> no, I get, I get a lot of like little girls always wanting to take pictures of me. And it's super cute, and the boys do it too, but it's mostly, like, their dads being like, can we take a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and the kid's just like, oh, yeah, I guess you're a superhero, right? <laughs> like, But the little girls are always like, oh, are you a princess or whatever? Even if they don't know what it is, they just think it's great that I'm a yeah. girl and I'm dressed up. And that's always so cute to see. Like, I love taking pictures with kids. And it's, sometimes it's also awkward because a lot of my costuming does have cleavage, and so I'll feel like 
like when you normally like bend over with a kid to take a picture, I'm like, oh, this is so awkward, like trying to squat and still look like a normal person taking a picture with this kid. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that could be t- occupational hazard. We'll just call it that. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, you know, that's one of the cool things I do like about cosplay is, you know, the kids really are excited. They think, you know, princesses, stuff like that. And it's not, you know, odd or weird. Um, you know, you know, you look comic books, you know, a lot of the women are very busty. You don't see a very slender uh, superhero anymore. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> so it's nice seeing, you get to see different body types, different t- women, you know, portraying these characters. And, it, you know, I think it helps you know, younger kids not get obsessed with certain body types, so that's awesome. Um, and, you know, kudos for you for being willing to take pictures with the little girls and even the the boys that are kind of, okay, Dad, and it's really maybe the dad wanting the picture. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, conventions are, are a silly, funny thing just because it's really busy and crazy. Do you ever find where you just feel like you're just – so overwhelmed because it's been a busy day and you, you've you been on your feet all day, you've been taking pictures left and right, and you get back to the hotel room and it's just like, is this over yet? And it's only day one. I think, well, when I've had like back-to-back cons, like I'll go to a con one weekend and the next weekend I have another one, <laughs> then by the second or third con that it's been another weekend in a row, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've just been at a con for three weeks. Like, you'll yeah. be like super exhausted and especially when I'm first debuting a costume, because when you wear a costume for a photo shoot, it's not the same thing as having to walk around for 14 hours in it. And so yeah. you'll, by the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, it looks great, but this is killing me by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, And it's honestly, it's like that with me for Power Girl, because what people don't understand is how many layers I'm actually wearing under that costume. And that is the most layered costume that I have right now. And um, by the end of the day, I just take everything off, and you just have these, like, horrible lines, and, like, your skin, like, hurts because it's trying to get back to a normal shape. And that's <laughs> really, really that's have, the only time that I'm like, oh, my God, thank God, the day is over. I have to ask, how many layers? With Power Girl, um, yeah. originally for the photo shoot, I only wore four layers, and that was um, the vest top, the corset, the skirt and the bustle. And since then I have added a liner under my corset to kind of protect my skin by the end of the day. And also, um, a bra because originally for the shoot, I wanted her to have more of like the busty look that she has in the comic books. Uh But at con, I felt like I needed a little bit more protection from slipping. And so I made this bra top to go with it. And, um, as a bigger-chested woman, you can't have bras that don't have, like, metal in them to Ooh. hoist up. And so when you have that pressing and have something else that already has boning, I had three layers that had boning. And then, obviously, wow. the skirt and everything. And so by the end of the day, like, your skin just kind of hurts in those places. Yeah. So, that takes real um, devotion. Yeah, currently, uh, my Power Girl has, like, six layers now. Wow. Um you need a medal. <laughs> really. That does not feel comfortable. You know, I, I'm happy just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. 
if I could like do what I do and wear normal clothes, that would be awesome. But yeah. I'm not Ivy Doom Kitty. I'm not up to that level where people are like, you know what, we just want you to show up. I don't care what you wear, just show up. Yeah. So maybe one day. One day. We hope for that day. Now it sounds like besides this, you, you do modeling as well, besides just the cosplay stuff. So and then you have another project that you're starting to work on. I actually have two new projects that I'm working on. Two new on. projects. All yes. right. All right. Can we talk about those? Yeah. Um, the first one huh. that will be actually coming out probably this week or next week is I've been working on a body image campaign. And so I'm, like, collecting videos from, like, well-known and famous people as well as, like, normal people and my friends. And it's basically, like, um, telling just the average person or like anybody online like you're beautiful it doesn't matter what anybody says it doesn't matter like you can cosplay whatever you want you can do whatever you want you shouldn't have people shaming you for how you look and um it's just to kind of like boost self-esteem and make other people feel better about themselves in a very anonymous way and yet not so anonymous way and um this whole project kind of started because when i first really started doing professional cosplay, I got a lot of flack when I would post pictures because um, people would say I was looking for attention or what have you because I'm a bigger girl or because I'm showing cleavage, and that just wasn't it. Like, I just can't help how much cleavage I have. I'm sorry. And (laughs) through that, I've just kind of been, like, since then, I guess on this, like, feminist rampage of, like, you can't tell me that I have too much cleavage. And (laughs) the project just kind of spawned from that. And so I've been slowly, like, collecting all these videos and everybody's saying something different, whatever they think is a positive message to help someone else. So that'll be coming out soon. I was going to say, I think that's a really good and amazing thing that you're doing. Uh, You know, really, that's kind of the, the thing that I think we've lost. I mean, as a geek culture, we've always been open to everyone's uniqueness. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are, how you looked or anything like that. And now we're kind of getting into that weird we're kind of elitist type mindset. Uh, you know, whether you're big, small, skinny, large chested, small chested, it doesn't matter. I think, you know, we should all just embrace who we are and and that's amazing. And and I really and I know women struggle with that. Uh, you know, having daughters of my own, I, I can, I, I'm starting to see that even they're being influenced, even as young as they are, and it's just sad, you know, so congrats to you for, you know, having the uh, the desire and the boldness to, to come out with this campaign, that's awesome, and especially for everyone else that's willing to help you, that's just awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it, um, especially because going to all of these cons, I've met a lot of um, well-known people, and I'm actually mm-hmm. friends with quite a few voice actors now and so it was kind of nice to be able to like pull some strings and you know get those people to to do these videos um so a couple of the well-known voice actors that we actually are having in the video are like sunny straight who is um he's in assassination classroom he's the voice of krillin from dbz um oh my gosh i would so love this that would be awesome (laughs) and um I'm actually pretty good friends with his wife, so it was, and I met him at another con, and we just kind of like became friends, I guess, over our mutual misery about what was going on at the time. And um, 
I don't know him him and his wife. Um, his wife is actually a um, I, she's a professional burlesque dancer, and she like is over her own troupe. And so we yeah. kind of like came together as friends over boobage, I guess you would say. <laughs> and she's amazing. And um, then uh, Chuck Huber, uh, who is from he's from Full Metal Alchemist. He's in quite a lot of stuff, and um, we're pretty good friends. And he sent in a video. Um, Jeremy Inman, he was Android 16 in DBZ, actually. And um, he's I, supposed I to be sending in a video. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, actually, you know, Jeremy and I are ahead. really good friends. We talk, like, every day. Nice. So. You know, I, I, I'm good friends with Matt Hill. Uh, he, you know, D- Dumb Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, uh, yeah. Sam Vincent, and a couple other guys. I love having voice actors come on the show. They're super fun. They've got a lot of energy. And most of the time, they love slipping in and out of their, their voices. So I'm going oh, to yeah. talk to you about getting some of these other guys on the show because I love Dragon Ball Z. And that's one of the yeah. few animes that I still watch religiously. Um, I don't have a lot of time now, but you know, those, I, I watch that. And Krillin is like, you know, he's one of those guys that you're just like, you have to root for because. He's like the non-superpowered guy. And you're just like, okay, gotta love him. So awesome. Sorry, I, I side tangent. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. You've got all these these people supporting you and behind you. And I love the terminology you're throwing out. You know, boobage. You know who? That that was hilarious. <laughs> throwing that in there. Who wouldn't unite over boobage? <laughs> yeah, but no, I you know, I I do have to agree. You know, just. This is awesome. You know, when you get this finally ready to roll out, let me know. We'll we'd love to support it and continue to push that out uh, through our yeah, pages, exactly our social media. It's supposed to, to be out. It. it was supposed to be out this week, but um, okay. we've had a couple people like trying to fit it in their schedules. So we've been I've pushed it back so that I can get more videos in. Because I mean, I wanted it to be like people. People would be like, "Oh my God, that's Krillin!" or "Oh my God, that's you know Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist." and like to throw those in there, but they also have people to be like, "Wow, this person has a really good message." I don't know who they are, but they're amazing. Yeah. And to have like just, you know, I even have people who quite a few of my friends who are like really introverts or depression, and they're dealing with other things themselves, and so they've put out surprisingly powerful videos and messages that I'm just super excited about to put into this video and release it to the public. That's amazing. So, do you have any advice for any young budding cosplayers out there? Hmm. I mean, I would have to say just if you're going to go for it, give it your all, do everything with your heart, and don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't cosplay. Excellent so. advice. Yeah. So do you uh, still dress up for Halloween? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't really had a lot of time lately because I've been doing cons pretty much like um, Halloween weekend for the past couple of years, or like we've been busy like, trying to work on new stuff for, like, new cosplays or, like, the magazine and just been too busy. I would love to. I would have, I would love to go trick-or-treating if people wouldn't think it was weird. I so. do. Yeah. Of course, I <laughs> use my no kids weird. as an excuse, but, hey, I do it. <laughs> it's no, easier I mean, when you live in a neighborhood and they already have, yeah. like, a group of kids going and you just kind of follow when people think you're, like, chaperoning. Awesome. Not to be creepy. <laughs> Look at that. She's already come up with a plan. (laughs) 
No, that's that's great. So, okay, so we got the video, and you said you, there, there's a couple. So what's the other project you're working on? I am working on a comic book that I'm super stoked about. Um, we're going to be releasing a Kickstarter to get Volume 1 out and just to pretty much pay the printer, um, <laughs> hopefully sometime between May and June. And I'm super excited about it. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say it's like a superhero sort of thing, but it's about this heroine who she basically, she lives in this corrupt society, this corrupt government that's trying to like basically control everyone in the country. And um, I'm super excited about it. I've been working with this writer who actually is a comic book writer. He was over in the UK. His name is Leon and he's amazing. And he, we just kind of, from the start, it's actually funny because we started on another project, and both of us hated the project and left, and so we kind of, we clicked so well, and our ideas were so in sync that we're like, you know what, we should just do our own comic book, and it just kind of spawned from there, and we literally, I think there's only been one thing that we've disagreed about, and it wasn't even really a disagreement, but everything, we've just been completely simpatico on every detail of this comic book so far, and... Basically, it's it's really about a person's journey to overthrow this like corrupt society, this corrupt government, and it's also it's there's a multitude of characters. I would say honestly, there's probably three to four main characters that you're gonna see, and so one character is super like trying to deal with what's going on in the government and trying to overthrow this corrupt society, and the other. The other main male character is um, trying to deal not only with what's going on in the country, but also with the corruption in himself, because he has kind of become corrupted because of how the society has developed. And, um, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of action. There's love, because, hey, I'm a chick. What can I say? It's steampunk, and it's sci-fi, which are, like, two of my favorite things. Nice. And, I don't know, it's it'll explore like the different technologies around the globe in this like awesome world that we're creating because it's not just it's not just steampunk we're actually going to be exploring like the different subcultures of punk so like we've got nice. one country that's steampunk we've got another country that's going to be heavily diesel punk there's probably hmm. going to be somewhere that's cyberpunk but Ooh, it's all yeah. going to be within the realm of the 1800s Okay. I can't tell you when yet because we don't have a specific like That's date fine. yet. But we're taking actual instances from the world and we're rewriting history, but still keeping a lot of it the same. Cool. So, so it's, kind of a little bit of historical fiction in a way. Yes. Okay. But we're taking stuff that happened, and some of the some of these things that happened with these developing countries are going to happen further back in the past. Some of them are going to happen sooner. And it's just, it's so exciting. I can't wait to release it because I really think it's not just about, like, hey, I want to do a comic book and I want to make money at it. It's like I want to put the story out because I think people will love it as much as I'm loving it, and we haven't even finished Volume 1, like, That's honestly. Cool. Now, are you doing the artwork for I'm it? I'm not or? doing the artwork. I am a okay. horrible artist. Okay. But I, I just <laughs> wasn't sure. You had a writer, so I didn't know how, how you fit in the 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 whole scheme of thing. If you were the the artist or not, so um, I also am writing. Leon and I are co-create okay. co-writing the story so you're, together. You're co-writing, okay, that works. All right. 
And how many volumes do you see this being? So far, um, I don't I don't have a definite like how far I want it to go. I just want to keep going until I feel like the story is done. But we have up to volume sixteen like blocked out. Wow. So awesome. it's now well, just a matter of writing and getting it done. Let us know about that. We'll push that too because that sounds amazing. Awesome. Uh I like the fact that you're throwing in all the different, you know, the steampunk, the diesel punk, and the cyberpunk. Uh, that's going to be sweet. I mean, well, it was one of the, it was one of the things that we talked about is should we just do an entire world that's steampunk? But I felt like because so many countries develop differently that I didn't feel yeah. like it was fair to contain all of the countries to one technology. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I do yeah. I, that because you know when you read most steampunk novels, stuff like that, the whole world is like locked in that era. Um, I like the fact that you're differing it because you're right, you know, we're a lot more advanced in Africa or other countries, so that makes sense that some countries would be more technologically uh, further, so that's that's awesome. And I like the whole fact that, you know, you have a character that's trying to overthrow the government. Anarchy! Yeah. Who doesn't like that with the current state of things right now? Hmm, I- I'll leave it at that. It's so <laughs> exciting, though. Like, I want to tell you more, but I can't because I don't want to give it away. But, no, no. like, it's so exciting because I know because I know that what happens, like, even to me, like, the story at certain points is, like, gut-wrenching. And it's not just because I've become attached to these characters. It's also because, like, I, I feel the gut-wrenching for the people that are going to read it and who are going to, like, send me hate mail because they're like, how could you do this? Because I, I would do that to someone if I was reading the story and it wasn't mine. I would totally send hate mail. You're just teasing me. I totally want to read this now, and I gotta wait till June. Your passion in will, this is driving us I all crazy. I know it is. Updated. I will keep I, you I updated. Love, I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. I, I what I love the passion. I really love how passionate you are, which is just making me like, oh man, I have to read this. You know, there's sometimes where you get you know a comic book artist or an author, and they're just you know they just they're talking about it, you know. And I know they're passionate about it, but the way they're delivering it doesn't seem the passionate about. It. Yeah, the, and you're just yeah. like, all right, okay, you know, I want to read this, but I'll get to it, you know. But it's, you know, with you describing this, it's like, man, I want to read this now, but it doesn't come out for two months. Ah. It's so funny because I actually like, if I could have it out sooner, I would, but yeah. we we don't have an artist right now. Um, the original artist that we wanted to have on board actually is working with the gallery, so he's not going to have any time to help us. And so um, I actually have a couple of friends that are comic book artists, and they're kind of like feeling out other artists for the project right now. So the tentative plan is to have the Kickstarter run from May to June and to release Volume 1 hopefully by July, mid-July. Nice. So, and then after that, we want, we want to try and do it monthly, but it also depends on how fast our artists can work. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like when things align, you will find the perfect artist to draw out or put on the paper your passion. I mean, I really it, hope so. Yeah, it's this sounds amazing. I don't know any artist out there that wouldn't want to jump on this. I oh, mean, yeah. seriously. And especially if you deliver it the same way you delivered it to us, they're just going to be all excited and, and you know and want to jump on that too. So, wow. Uh, okay, so we're looking for that in July. Uh, the video will be coming out within the next week or two, just depending on uh, when we get when all the videos in. Videos. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know about that. Um, 
I, I apologize. We're starting to run out of time. This has been such a great interview. I want to talk more. It's it's crazy. I, but uh, where can any what conventions will you be at? You know, within the next couple of weeks, month, uh, the next month that our listeners can go find you. For sure, I will be at Comic Palooza in Houston. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure right now. I know my manager is in contract working with a couple of different conventions. So um, right now, I'm not doing anything through April and the beginning of May to give myself a reprieve um, because of some medical issues. But um, I'm hopefully going to be booked for a multitude of cons in the next couple of months. So, All right. But for sure, a... Comic Palooza. Awesome. Comic Palooza. Do you have a website that they can go to to maybe uh, keep track of what conventions you will be at? Um. Oh, yeah, and or, Acon. Sorry, completely forgot. Um, I don't huh? have a website right now. Or social um, media. I do have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash, I guess it's forward, backslash, yes. um, Anya Steampunk. And okay. I'm on Twitter, obviously, and yep. Instagram. And I am trying to blog. That's a little difficult for me. <laughs> and that is, I'm on Tumblr, I guess. And that's nice. Tumblr, or it's AnyaCosplay.tumblr.com. And right. I'm Anya Cosplay on Twitter and um, Instagram. Nice. So there are plenty of places you can find Anastasia and uh, check out her amazing work. Uh, again, these costumes are amazing. Incredible uh, craftsmanship. They are. Uh, it's. I would have to say these are something that rivals stuff that you see like on Fashion Week, even though... You know, you're not one of those big name designers. You're still creating some amazing pieces that, as you said, have multiple layers and unfortunately some are uncomfortable, but they look amazing. Uh, and thank you so much for sacrificing some some of your body space to fit and not <laughs> breathe for a while because um, they look amazing. And again, there is no way I like being comfortable when I'm uncomfortable. Ugh. We don't want to see you in one of those costumes either. Yeah, no. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to wear one of those costumes. I, I would look weird. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's the red hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually great. funny. Lady Saints was originally supposed to have blue hair. Oh, really? Yeah. But I didn't get my wigs in time because um, when I ordered them, something happened where I got a confirmation saying I'd ordered them, but then when I went back to check, it the the order never actually went through. It was still sitting in the cart. And so it was literally like oh. a couple days before the photo shoot, and I was like, oh, my God, the wigs still aren't here. I have to style. I have to cut. I have to sew two wigs together, and I still don't have them. And then I went to check, and they were still in the cart, and I was, like, livid at the time. And mm. so I was like, you know what? I just have to go with the red. That's all I have right now. And we just kind of wrote it in and – I guess it worked out because a number of people said that they liked that my hair was red. So, so is that your natural color? Sorry to ask, but my natural hair color is auburn. Yeah. it's more like okay. a ginger auburn. Um, okay. my hair has been like six different colors lately. So, okay, <laughs> I, I just know some women don't like you to ask what their hair color is yeah, because but... some women. Ha- dye it a certain color, and that's how it's always been, and they don't want to know anyone to know it is a different color. So I know sometimes that's a touchy. Oh no, okay. I don't care. I dye my I dye my hair enough that people know. Like I they 
I will one day probably not remember what my natural hair color is. That's I'm awesome. I'm hopefully going to be blue soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know some people that have had blue hair. It's always really weird. Because you stop because you know that's not a natural hair color. But it still looks good on them. I've had, had a bright dark pink blue mohawk. before. I've had dark blue before, but I'm hoping to go like a turquoise this time. See, uh, you, any blue color you throw out, I'm, I don't have a problem with. That's my favorite color. So, hey, you you can have blue hair. I won't have a problem <laughs> with that. Blue hair is awesome. I just would look really weird. Um, go with your shirt, though, today. It would. Yeah, it would. Know, it would. <laughs> So, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, let us know when these projects are rolling out. Uh, we definitely want to share uh, the video because uh, that is a great message. We'll you know, we'll push it out everywhere we can uh, and as well as to our friends' websites just so that message gets out because that is a great message to deliver to you know, everyone out there, uh, young, old, uh, current age. I, yeah, you know, everyone suffers from that, and uh, you know, I just – that. I just want to say thank you so much for doing that, as well as thank you to those people that have contributed to it for you. So, any other last-minute questions you guys have? Uh, wow. Top five anime shows real quick. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Oh, God. That's so hard. Um, <laughs> That's why I gave you five instead of just, like, one. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, I don't remember the full name of it, but it is, like, one of my favorites right now. Um, Sakurasu, No Pet something anyway it's hilarious it's like harem but it's like super i don't know just hysterical um full metal alchemist will always Mm -hmm. be in my heart oh yeah oh yeah um this is gonna sound totally lame and totally like a girl but host club is definitely in my top five (laughs) girl (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god um Going old school, record a Lotus War, which like no one oh, has heard of. I Ooh. love that one. I have, I have it. I have all of those. Oh. I have like yeah. a special place in my heart for Pan and Deedlet. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh my God! So that's four. Yep, one more. I've just watched so much lately. Um, I don't know. I guess I my fifth one. I'd have to go with. Probably Nisa Koi, which is like a more recent one, but it's really good. I don't know. It's so hard to choose. It is. Oh, there's plenty out there to choose from. <laughs> However, I have to give you double prop points and brownie points for pulling out Record of Lotus War because I don't hardly know anyone that knows of that series, let alone likes that series. So bonus to you. <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm going to replace Nisa Koi with SAO, actually. Okay. Okay. If I could live in, in Sword Art Online, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. That yeah, would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the dying part. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't want to be trapped. I just, like, want to be there. I don't want to die. One day. It's not that far away. We're going to yeah. get it. And I really want to try S-Class food, so. Yeah. But that's not a real thing. <laughs> what was that? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, everyone, this is uh, Anastasia Dragunov. Yes. Like the sniper I, rifle. I said it right. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It was a, a pleasure. It was such great talking to you. Uh, again, let us know about those projects. I'd love to push them out. And then, you know, please, please stay in touch. Um, and we'll do everything we can to, to help push those items. And uh, we'd love to have you come back on the show again. 
Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thanks for having me. It's been really great. All right. Well, thank you. Thank Have you. a wonderful evening. We'll let you go now so you can go back doing whatever you're going to do, whether it's working on new costumes or spending time with the family or whatever. So thank you again. Tonight it's playing Dragon Age. <laughs> so. oh, oh, what? <laughs> Super brownie point. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Have a great night. Thanks. You guys, too. Bye. Bye. Oh, my. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I love talking to cosplayers because you get to see the the other side. Because when you go to a convention, they're kind of on guard. Uh, fairly, you know, reasonably enough. You know, because, well, as you kind of mentioned, there are some creepy guys out there. Yeah, the, the women uh, are really on guard. I think the guys yeah. are just there to have fun. And... They, they are. The guys are just having fun. They don't get kind of picked on like the women do. Um, I have heard some horror stories even from Salt Lake Comic Con and some of the, the, the female cosplayers that have come. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a shame that there are some people out there that do things like this because, you know, and I hate some of the people that have made, you know, kind of backtalked on cosplay because they do a lot. They I do. mean, and it's it, an art, it's it is an art, an art form. form. It is. It yeah. really is. It's, you know, you don't see people standing up there, you know, bashing, you know, these celebrity fashion designers. No. And they're doing just the same thing as these guys are. Except for these guys are transferring an image on a out of a book or a comic or something into something they wear. Um, and it's amazing. And so they are on guard. And I love bringing them on the show where they don't have to be on the guard because they're not someone staring at them and stuff like that. Even interviewing them at a convention, they're on guard because, you know, it's like, they're waiting for you to throw out that question that they don't want to answer yeah. that has to do with something inappropriate. And for so you, sure. you can watch them. Let alone, you know, there's some other things, but I'll, I'll just do that off the air. Um, I've seen some other people interview, and it's inappropriate as well. So it, it's tough. You know, but in this type of setting, they're so much more relaxed, fun. And as you can see, you know... Record of Lotus War came up. She's yeah. going to play Dragon Age now. Yeah, I wish I could be playing Dragon <laughs> Age, but uh, no. Uh, just playing awesome. Uh, so if you're going to be in the area, check out her her, face, her social media, her Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. I'm sure she'll throw out there the next convention she's going to be at. Uh, go stop by, say hey. Heard you on Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and uh, uh, I'm I'm so excited for the that video she's doing. So we're gonna take a few moments. We're gonna uh, take a break. Stretch your legs, and then hopefully when we come back, we will talk to the Writer's Cube team, and things will be pretty awesome. So we will be back soon. Hi, this is Tim Russ from Star Trek Voyager and iCarly, and you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. I'll give you doubloons for the picking Blunderbuss blues and black spotted muses Songs from the sweet to the stinking I've got peg leg pianists and high patch dragoons Who thump on their bassist guitars I've got broken brain drummers and untamed accordionists All sitting in for the ride I've got guns, bacon, and rum Bring your pegs and your blackjacks and guns And fire the cannons and sound off the bosoms To beat your brain Spaniards and drums 
I've been here all along With the sound of my new dolphin pet When he chatters away Tip one bad night or day Rub your belly and get your lips wet So roll out your accordions And set them on fire And offer their ghosts to the sea And as for the bacon We'll start up the fryer For a party for you and for me And if you be a pirate Blackouts and dragouts and cheaters Come dressed in your rags and your three-pointed hats Come crooks, come scoundrels, come beaters Illegitimate fathers and sons I've got guns, bacon and rum Bring your pegs and your blackjacks and guns And fire the cannons and sound off the bulls and Brain Spaniards and drums. I've got guns, bacon and rum. Bring your pegs and your blackjacks and guns. And fire the cannons. Sound off the bosoms to beat your brain Spaniards and Yeah, no, 30 more. I just, I was going to say I had some fun emails from parents. Uh, 
a gentleman is flying his kids, his kids in from Kansas. Wow. Um, I've seen some from Idaho, a number from California. It's yeah. been amazing. It's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. That that is amazing. My daughter is super excited. Oh, good. She wanted to come to see everyone, but she's babysitting. <laughs> so uh, hope she's getting woes. paid. Yes. Hopefully, she writes some really sad story about it, and it inspires her in some way. No, she doesn't. Re- that's that's where all the teenage angst goes to good writing, right? Huh. Hopefully, I, I don't know. I haven't read any of her newer stuff lately, so <laughs> she she's. Definitely interesting her writing. So she's super excited about How it. How old? She, well, she will be thirteen in August. Oh, you sure. guys let so her come in a little bit coming. early. The angst is yeah, coming. it's starting. Oh. It, it, it's already starting. Yeah, We're Joe got to, to, have her. to meet her and yeah, yeah. hang out with me for a day. It yeah. Awesome. So uh, and she can't stop talking about that either. <laughs> it's awesome. She she goes around telling all of her friends, I got to sit with an author. <laughs> for my shadowing, you know, and her friends like I hung out with my dad. He's a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, how many years have you been putting this on? This is our fifth year. Fifth year, wow. Number five. So number five, you got, and the first year you had how many attendees? We had like a hundred and thirty-five to yeah. hundred and forty attendees, something like that. And, and we now, thought that was, like, awesome. We thought we had arrived. <laughs> and you guys are now... Pushing 700. 700. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. What will we be attending? Dun, dun, dun. I can't hear In you. In our grade, GABC International. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know why you're not there. You were there. I was there. There, there you go. Okay. All right. And here. I don't know why. Weird. All right. Welcome to the room. Well, <laughs> I, I think at some point we want to be sure that teens still have a fun experience. Yeah. So um, I think instead of having more and more come, it might be more um, going to other other areas of this of the state. Okay. Yeah, we've we've been experimenting with a few different options. There's a, a chance we might be taking it south to UNLV in okay. Las Vegas, but that's yet to be seen. And we would keep the one here. Yes, but for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you I mean if you go to UNLV, that's that's a good option. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. We do have a friend that came on the show. He actually got his PhD in superheroes there. So No way. Yeah. There that isn't a thing. It really he, he had to show me his what? degree. No he has a way. PhD. I know. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he has that a PhD in superheroes. So what was his dissertation on? Uh, yeah. Superman. It, yeah. I I would have to ask him. But he literally cuz he was doing medi- medieval uh studies, studies mm-hmm. and then changed cool. it. So, That's my alley. Yeah, it's That's like right sounds yeah. like UNLV might be right up our alley. Yeah. <laughs> I know that might be good. Well, that would be that would be really good for you guys. Yeah. Plus, you can get all the people on the West Coast as yeah, well. Yeah, it's sure. more of a central location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Are you thinking east as well, or, or are we, you just focusing on possibly. that for now? We've kicked around. With, I mean, if we're gonna grow, we'll have to take it a little at a time. Yeah. Because it's a huge production. It is. So, so you know, two a year—that's kind of big. Yeah. That would be, yeah, we're all thinking that we're crazy a little bit. <laughs> okay. We want to be authors first. That's that's yeah. our mantra that we keep coming back to. You know, we love the conference. It's our nonprofit, like, joy that we get to, we feel like it's so validating and we get to give back to these teens that are, that love what we love. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a great experience all around. We're excited to have you there. But, yeah. but you know, we want to be, we want to be writers. That's, that was what started the crazy madness. And so hopefully we can do both. That's the goal. 
We'll see. All right. We might need to enlist some help. Well, they always say the first one's the worst. Then. Yeah. Like when you have one kid, you might as well have five, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Might as well. got it down. Yes. <laughs> sure, I was going to say. <laughs> Three, you're done. Okay. After two, you, after two, you're just managing chaos. It works. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty awesome. much. Yeah. So you're at UVU, correct? Yes. Yes. You know, UVU just had, they just built a new building that they have cleverly named the classroom building. Um, <laughs> the classroom and, yeah, building? Yeah, I know, I know. They need they need a writer in there to help them with their Their, their name. naming convention? <laughs> but they, they have an auditorium that holds, I'm told, like 4,000 or something. Um, it it's just all depends on booking. Right now, we are maxed out at about 700 Um we can't go much more than that in the building that we are yeah. in, but there is potential to to kind of go and expand within the UVU campus, which oh. which we may need to because we, we have some to. fun ideas for keynotes coming nice. up, bringing them in from like back east or whatnot, yeah. and it may we may end up with you know more kids, but always we still want to keep it a, a good experience for them. Absolutely, uh, with UVU where it's a state school and um, there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape that yeah. we kind of have to dance around so we're we're working on that but the cost works for us and and it's better than going to like a big conference center where we would have to charge the team so much, so much more, more to attend. yeah you yeah. uh, makes it so we can do it yeah. and, and do it so the kids can come Some it's pay their own way reasonable mm-hmm. for yeah. the kids yeah I mean, it's not that extreme i mean no. even if you may miss the early bonus mm-hmm. time it's yeah. still not too bad yeah. so that was our goal from the beginning was to make it keep the price low and yeah. include as many cool things with that as we can like the backpack full of stuff the meal the you know snacks the t-shirt yeah because i think last time you guys had brick oven yeah yeah how can you go wrong with that pizza? <laughs> yeah. i know brick, yeah you know and then you guys have some pretty good uh, lineup of authors because yeah. you're learn these are they're learning from actual Authors that have been published in that. Uh, several New York Times bestsellers, yeah. as well as a lot of great local authors that have made some big waves in the national market, mm-hmm. too. So it's fun. Yeah, and we're bringing, I think we're bringing at least five or six from out of state as mm-hmm. well. We've yeah. got like a professional editor coming, and she's nice. like 21 herself. Started writing when she was a teen and has, let's see, I think she has edited books for about 10 authors who have gone on to have great publishing contracts. So, I mean, Huge. she's a brilliant, like, not a teen anymore, but yeah. started it when she was a teen. Kind of somebody that can relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. We have relate. Jonathan Ryan coming from Notre Dame. We have, help me, Jill Williamson coming from Oregon. Now, what is she involved with? Like, the Go Team? She's the Go Team writer's um, blog. She runs a blog mm-hmm. and kind of big nationally that way. And then we have Melanie Jacobson coming from California, who is a big... Uh, romance novelist. Um, who else? Renee from Colorado. Oh, oh Renee Collins, Collins and Tyler Jolly yep, from Colorado. Tyler. Like we bring them in from all. Yeah. So. yeah and I just have to say that these authors donate their time. Yeah. yeah. We um, are amazed by their generosity, yeah. by yeah. their enthusiasm, and you know their ability to drive ten hours and then they teach really for all day. <laughs> yeah. It really, you know, as much time as we put into it, um, it's their instruction. That, that makes it so special. They seem to understand that that we need a different, this is a different kind of conference. It's yeah. not something where, you know, we want you to be p- super professional and, you know, you know, tout your accolades and all of that. It's about, it's about kind of 
letting all of that go and just being getting on a team's level and really not taking yourself too seriously. So, you know, like the Charlie Brown. (laughs) 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 That is the last thing we want to have happen at our conference. We've had had soda can grenades. We only invite the most immature (laughs) adults we can. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Which is why we're also involved with (laughs) Awesome. I made it to the immature level. Yes, you did. You're welcome. No, not really. Yes, I can. Can I put that on my resume? <laughs> Immature. No, that's awesome. I mean, you guys got Brand. You got Brandon Sanderson this yeah. year. We're very excited. Which is awesome. Yes. Jessica Day George is our other keynote. Yeah. Jessica Day George, my daughter loves her. We like yeah. to bring in a man and a and a woman. Nice. If we can, they have we models. That what last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. Nice. Because before we had one keynote. And yeah. Then we noticed that our numbers really slid to whatever the gender of our keynote was. Oh, okay. And so we wanted to kind of. Equally, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the five boys who came when we only had a female keynote. <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little awkward. Yeah. That's not true. That they never happened. They yeah. were not complaining. <laughs> but it's definitely. But it's much more numbers. evenly yeah. yoked now when we. Yeah. Have There's probably yeah. more girls that show up for like Jessica J. Uh, yeah. George compared to Brandon Sanderson Brandon and vice versa. Much more uh, male. So yeah. I, I love his stuff. So I mean, oh, I, I, he's there. The crossover, but yeah, sure. I'm excited for the the next two alloy of law. Type oh my goodness! Mistborn books, so yeah. Oh my goodness! Spaghetti Western. Yay! <laughs> but uh, so who else is coming besides those two? Because I mean, those are p- two pretty big names. Yeah. Those are two biggest and names. And she and Jessica is from up in Idaho, and Brandon's just uh, across the street. Yeah, almost he for really. You guys. Jessica's actually Salt Lake. Oh, is she? Yeah, I believe she's, mm-hmm. she's here. She's um, oh. Daybreak, I think. Oh. Her address is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to say that. This is what her house yeah, looks like. Yeah, I guess I, I, maybe that was she a couple of years ago she was up in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> and look at her windows she likes at fans. night. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. press up against the glass. I love your Miss Jessica. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> kind of like that, oh, that old commercial with that one lady that was like, open, open, open. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Wow. I know. It's great. You know, this is something I, I've kind of talked to other people about. You know, growing up as kids, we didn't have the creative writing classes. We didn't have classes that encourage writing. So this is awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, some schools are kind of transitioning a little bit. There's creative writing classes now, but there are. But it, you there, still have that old cranky instructor that's like, nope, this way. We yeah. knew yeah. that there was a need. We knew that yeah. there was there was interest there. We had no idea there was this much interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you think about all of the football, basketball, baseball, soccer camps that go on. Oh, yeah. And then you think about what about those teens who have interest in other areas, um, who maybe aren't the athletes or, or whatever, um, or maybe who are athletes but also have this other passion. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot There's, out there. You There's always some, hear about yeah, basketball but, camps and, you know, yeah. so our dance company. Ours has turned into Christmas for some of these teens. Yeah, I, some of them so will, many stories. will come. Like, we had one girl that said that she opted to come to the camp instead of going to her prom. <laughs> she got out oh. of prom and she passed we it have, up to we come. have another kid this year <laughs> that big. is coming home on a Greyhound bus from his spring break vacation, ditching his family. <laughs> his parents feel comfortable leaving him. <laughs> they go on a Greyhound yeah. Yeah. back in time for Tina. Yeah. The parents told me, they said, good thing your conference is so cheap because we had to buy a Greyhound bus ticket to get him home from spring break. Yeah, we, we cut our spring break trip a day short. So I am my so sorry. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not worried. She, yeah. she, she gives us those days. She yeah. is super yeah, excited. That, yeah, that no. was not our first choice. No, it's not a, it's not a problem. I mean, she is super excited. 
she's been reading nonstop. Awesome. Does she read the authors, the books have the the books the authors have written? Sorry. Uh, I mean, she, she reads a lot of Jessica Day George. She's reading all the Fablehaven books, um, which yeah. she got super excited because she brought met Brandon Mole last weekend. Mm-hmm. He's very um, very personable. No, he is super. He, I was so amazed how personable he is with the kids, and he was just like he's a natural with this, them. Yeah. Getting down, he was asking him questions about the characters in the books and what they liked, and I'm just like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, there is something that I, I wish we maybe could get across to our teens more. <clears throat> As an adult, when I go to a writing mm-hmm. conference, I love to take the books that the authors have written, have written and I read them beforehand. Because yeah. then, I don't know, just you totally connect with them on a whole different level. And yeah. I, if our teens did that more, I think that they would even, um, I think they'd even love it more because they would be able to talk to the author about specific characters, yeah. which is what your daughter probably loved doing with yeah. Brandon Mull. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of one tip I have to make the most of the conference is to at least choose one book and read it. Mm-hmm. And then you can have that in common with, with a teacher. And if you pick it up before, you can also pick up books at the conference. But if you pick it up before, bring the book to the conference so that you can have, have it, it signed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd ha- I, I still need to ask Brandon why the women in his storm like, Stormlight Archive have to have their left hand covered. That drives me nuts. <laughs> I have it makes no sense. But isn't it I love details like that. I love oh, knowing I, that the author knows so much more about the story that he's not even telling us. Oh I know. It just makes it feel yeah. so much more authentic Such and great real. world building. Yeah, 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 no, he he does amazing world building and there's still more stuff coming out in other books and this and that and yeah. it's like I wanna know it now though. So <laughs> there. You know. There's someone so one of you ki- people listening out there if you see him. Ask that question. Let me know. So, so how much we'll do you know about Brandon? Brandon Sanderson. Quite a bit. Much about him. Yeah. Do you know he's a, like an insomniac? Uh, yeah. I actually, I actually uh, role play with his brother. Oh, do you? Yeah. So yeah. I was actually gaming with him last night. So I, I hear a lot of interesting side Brandon stories. Maybe they're not I true. I, I had a son who was in his mother-in-law's sixth grade class, mm-hmm. and so he would come home with stories about Brandon Sanderson. Oh, wow. And you know, from a sixth grader, you always have to wonder how true are these. Yeah. But but I think Brandon's got to have a really unique perspective on life. Sounds yeah, like. he he's definitely an interesting guy. He's really uh, you know like alloy of law. I I was told he wrote on a fourteen hour flight from here to to Australia. Holy cow! Whole book. It's like wow. and it was just it was just a writing, so he could you know just write, and it turned into a book. It's like wow. I, I mean, that's a machine. Yeah. I want to know what he drinks. Uh, I, I don't know. What is he on? What are you drinking? Yeah. yeah. Can I have some of that? And how much does it cost? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Because writing is not that easy. It is not. Yeah. I mean, which is why he's so prolific. Which is, I think, what makes him amazing. Is yeah. The amount of words he puts out. Yeah. Every year, it's incredible. Yeah. Slightly jealous. <laughs> yeah. Now, besides putting this on, like you said, you are writers yourselves. Right. Uh, I know Joe has a book coming out. Yeah. Like. Now yes, we're launching it at Teen Author Boot Camp. Nice. It's called Against Her Will. Yes. Super excited. It's about teens in a psych ward. And um, it deals with themes like bullying and um, overcoming obstacles like mental illness mm-hmm. and other issues like that. But, yeah, I'm really excited to present it to the kids. I think it has some good messages in it, and I think it's interesting. So. Nice. That's that's my uh, book that I'm reading while oh, I'm driving. Are you, are you reading it right now? Well, so <laughs> while you're driving? Leave. Whoa. No, no, I'm not. Why? So we're leaving. We're actually driving for our trip. Oh, so fun. So when I'm sit, not driving, I, I You'll can't be just sit there. Me? I'll be reading your book. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Leave a review on Amazon. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> it, I, it might be uh, interesting trying to get to sleep uh, that night, but yeah. I mean, Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, I, I recently read Michael Brent Collins' book, oh, Twisted. Oh, anything, um, yeah, anything Michael Brent Collins. Yeah, see, 
I, I used to work at haunted houses. My, when I was young, my my uncle lived with us, and one summer when I was nine, I watched six to seven horror movies a day. How old? Nine? Nine, yeah. Oh, oh dear. where was your mother? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, this might be a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if there's some Don't story there. Yeah, we, I, not there, obviously, <laughs> yeah. for me to watch that many horror movies. Okay. Um, no, so I kind of got desensitized <laughs> with all that stuff. His book creeped me out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally, it's like I kept looking over my shoulder like, what, is there something around the corner yeah. in my house? With the lights on. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. doubt. Yeah, so, you know, he's always, we've had him on before, and he's always told stories of his wife like, this stuff creeps me out. Yeah. It's creepy. I yeah. haven't read him yet, but I'm planning on it. Yeah. I've met him a few times, and I'm always like, oh, yeah. I need to read this. Yeah, Stephen, I don't read a lot of horror. Stephen King but... didn't even creep me out this much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, no, he's That's scary. That's a compliment. Yeah. He's scary. Well, my yeah. book's not scary. <laughs> it's, just, it, okay. it's, it's twisting. <laughs> well, it's twisted <laughs> stuff is... It's some, you know, hers is heavy gritty, themes. It's gritty realism. Yeah. yeah. It's more yeah. Realism. That, that stuff good. is what really yeah. wigs me out. And sadly, it's some teen's experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on some true things. My co-writer, she... Um, Sarita Stevens, she worked in a psych ward for teens for years and years and years. Mm. And so she was, you know, she had known some of the people who were there, um, the characters are actually based on. So that made it really interesting wow. to kind of hear what some of her experiences were and make a story out of it. So Wow. That's creepy. I don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I may have problems sleeping. <laughs> and then I'll know it's a good book. Yes. No, you'll just hug your daughter a little yeah, tighter. Yeah, totally. So, and, and you guys, I know you have some books out. I do. I have five. Five? five novels out. Um, two of them are specifically for teens, mm-hmm. and those are urban fantasy books. Nice. Um, I love quasi-science, so I like to mix it with real life and have some interesting things happen there. And then I have two middle grade books, and then I just released my first adult novel. Wow. It's a mystery that incorporates some paranormal yeah, and legend myth. Um, it's set in southern Utah. I brought you one, so I'll leave it. Sweet. <laughs> no, it really I is. have a book for the ride back. <laughs> there you go. You have one to go and one to come. Yes. Perfect, perfect. But it's been fun paranormal writing for stuff. all those different audiences. I have to say, I'm glad yeah. I haven't put myself in just one corner. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's different. I, yeah, I have to sometimes wonder because, you know, when you're Brandon Sanderson, who cares? But, you know, when you're a smaller author, sometimes writing yourself in a corner can got to be a problem. You know, like I think, yeah. uh, oh, what? I always blink on her name. The Harry Potter lady. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. She, I know she tried to write another book, and it didn't yeah. go so well. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Harry Potter. We want more Harry Potter. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I totally know how she feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. How sad for her. So much money. I have so much money that, that I have dear. to write more Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. That's next year, Lois. That's yes. next year. You'll know exactly how she Yes. Yeah. And do you have any book out yet? or? No, I have a title coming out in okay. October. It's called Nameless, and it is a young adult tribal fantasy okay. type thing. It's and, super awesome. Nice. Um, it was actually picked up. It was optioned for film already. Wow. Um, film and TV, and so they're... They're shopping it as a feature right now. We um, we got an offer from Warner Brothers that my publisher turned down, and I'm still digesting that. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, but um, no, I'm really excited. But she about did it, it for a reason. And, yeah, and I, it was good. even brighter. It was good, but you yeah. know, who knows what will happen? So. Wow, you're coming strong out of the gate then. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll see, right? Don't jinx me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, give him, talk to him about the comparison between that and Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, that's kind of how they're pitching it. They're pitching it as a young adult 
Game of Thrones. Which I've the, never seen the adult one, but yeah, well, the concept, I guess. Well, um, how, everyone dies in Game of Thrones, so how does this I work? I know, <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's actually it's actually pretty gritty. Yeah, um, okay. What I did, I studied history in, in college, and I got my degree in history. I loved um, world history and ancient civilizations and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was super obsessed with ancient warfare and and just so random stuff. But, um, I love that stuff. So hey, uh, I'm you're so speaking my language now. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I just had a few civilizations and just cultures that I really mm-hmm. loved, and it was every good story I think starts with a what if you know mm-hmm. question, and my what if was what if I put ancient Sparta Ooh. in in the same region as Viking okay. Maori and right. Navajo, okay, like the most random collection and I stripped them of names and titles but um if you are at all acquainted with history you will definitely definitely uh see the resemblance in culture with Sparta and man if you would have thrown some Mongols in there man, I know it I been thought about landslide. it but I'm just like I can't have heads thrown over oh come on you know, that was the best part games, you know? I know chemical no. warfare <laughs> I I actually I was already turned down by a producer because it was too violent wow so I have to be careful. And if you could only see what Jennifer looks like. Blonde little hair, <laughs> sparkly blue eyes, sweet little <laughs> smile, and she writes about, you know, bloody warfare. Trails <laughs> steaming on the bike, bike platform. And That's kind of fun. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Sold. It comes, yes. It comes out October 6th. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be doing some fun promo stuff then. Very nice. So. That is awesome. I'm already hooked. It is October. That's awesome. Yes. Well, I I, I love ancient history. You know. Yes. Once we hit the Amer- you know the Revolutionary War, yeah. I, I I checked out. <laughs> boring. It was Down boring. Guns. It it you know you shoot there was someone. Like a gilded age yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Longbow, crossbows. And once once the nuclear sword. weapons hit, war is just not yeah, fun anymore, is it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing. It's you just know, th- they were able to conquer yeah. so much land and territory with the mass numbers and what brute limited force. weapon. Absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. brute force. Absolutely. Now I'm, we just push a button and a yep. missile goes across the ocean and bombs we're very someone. We're done from it, unless yeah. we're the ones being attacked. Yeah. yeah. I'm writing uh, my work in progress right now. I'm I'm dealing a lot with the Ottoman Empire and and stuff like that, and um, I really. I I don't think that I will ever be able to write contemporary and and feel like the joy that I write in that historical element. Even though it it's just I dip my pinky in in history. I try to keep it fictional. I don't want to have to follow the rules of historical fiction. That's you know awesome. what I mean? I want to do my own. Yeah. Well, uh, the one thing I have to say is if I had a choice to read your book and George R R Martin's and look at the pictures, hey. There we go. <laughs> Much prettier picture. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at his picture, oh, wow. He shudder. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you know, I, 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 I love the TV series more than his books. You know what? I haven't watched the TV yeah. series, but I have read. I've read the first book. Yeah, it, the book is a little. I, the book is good, but it's just not as good as the TV series. The dragons. Once at the very last yeah. chapter, I'm just like, whoa. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it it kind of spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So so no dragons in your world. No. No. no any mythical creatures, or is it just pretty? Um, no, it's 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 there is 
fantastical elements. Okay. Um, I deal with like healers that um, draw energy and different things like that. But um, an invisible rope made from spider web, something or other. Oh right? yeah, I make yeah. up spider, all sorts of stuff like lion silk. silk and that. Lion silk is what I call it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's all sorts of little things like that, fantastical elements, but it's it's more of like a no dragons. <laughs> no dragons in this one. Not in okay. this one. That's fine. Sorry. Sounds cool enough without the dragons, so I'm good. <laughs> I'll do better next time. <laughs> More dragons, Jen. Shoot. Nah. You know, and, and Joe, you and uh, Jonathan Ryan are starting a book together. We are. We are. We've got a series, and that's a historical fiction sort of um, nice. murder mystery type thing, but with a lot of really deep themes. These guys have read the first oh, it's several so chapters. It's blowing Set my in the mind. Depression era, and there's some pretty awesome wow. unexpected things in it. Well, yeah. vernacular and just the slang that they use is so awesome. Yeah. It's fun era to write. Hmm. Such a cool that's, story. That's, well, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I really like having authors come on, especially, I mean, look, even the local, there's so much talent here. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it's there's a, hot, a great community yeah. of writers. Something is in the water in Utah. In fact, there were a couple articles in the newspaper, yeah. um, like New York Times, I think, even a few years ago, that said, what is going on in Utah? Yeah. There were just so many authors coming out of it, and they had a couple explanations, and some of them were offensive, so I won't go into <laughs> them, but anyway. Um, they got nothing anything better to do. Yeah. <laughs> They've escaped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, buddy. That's, a, that's what it cool. it Well, actually, it's true. I mean, no, that's not true. Well, yes, it is true. But I want to mention that we have a writing contest that is in goes on in conjunction yeah. with mm-hmm. Teen Author Boot Camp. And this year, there were 170 entries. So wow. the teens have to write a first chapter of a novel. Um, ten pages or less. Ten pages or less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first year, it, it was, you know, we'd get, like, a few that were ten pages. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were shorter, and the quality was like, yeah. And this last time, honestly, the, it's, it's amazing. Wow. amazing. It's it's kind of depressing when you're 44 reading a 16-year-old's writing, and you're jealous yeah. of the writing. Yeah. And that's yeah, what's happening crazy now. crazy how talented some of these people are. I know, and then I only, I'm like, I want page 11. That's it's been remarkable to see the improvement, and I think a lot yeah. of it's because they've been coming for several years. Yeah. There yeah. are names in that list that we, we assign the chapters a number, so it's really um, not biased. Mm-hmm. Um, we just read the chapter, and we go by a judging sheet, a, a, a rubric that has a bunch of different categories that we judge based on. And uh, once the names come on and we actually get to see the names and every, after everything's mm-hmm. been judged, we see names that we've seen for for five years, yeah. you know, and the improvement, it's so gratifying. Yeah. It's almost like mama bears, you know, we're just like, <laughs> oh, oh, our little cubs are growing yeah. up. They're growing up. <laughs> well, it is five women who put on the conference, yeah. so yeah. there's a little bit of motherly yeah. something. Yeah, there are <laughs> well, kids. We have a lot of I kids. mean, it's, it's, you, the jealousy's got to be kind of nice, too, because... Oh, it's you know, good. Yeah. It's because, inspiring. You know, you're, you're kind of inspired Proud. because of what you guys are doing. Well, we've created somewhere that they can come express it. There are a lot of really great writers' conferences yeah. in Utah. Um, but Absolutely. But for, for kids, not there yeah. weren't as many. And so we just... That's why we wanted to do it, is that there was a need for uh, something for younger kids. Yeah. And so we, we're excited that it's gone so well. Joe always says this, and I'll, I'll borrow it from you, but we want them to know that we take them seriously, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... that's really important to us because like Lois was saying, it's there's they deserve our respect. Yeah. They're incredible. They're so talented. Yeah. You know, I think some of them 
who have gotten better each year, they probably feel a little frustrated because maybe they don't win. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell them that if they had submitted this year, the thing, the thing they submitted this year, if they had submitted it the first year, they would have won. You know, yeah. Yeah. the quality is, is going up across That's a really the board. Good point. Well, so and not only that, they're now competing harder. against more and more people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, but I hope none of them feel discouraged yeah. because, you know, I wish we could give them a winner prize yeah. to how they were, you know, three years ago. Yeah, yeah seriously. Well, you know, their craft is improving, and Absolutely. which is going to make it so when they finally do submit something, their their odds are a lot better. Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Compared to you absolutely. know years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I also want to think about maybe telling the right to the next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we could actually yeah. get the whole story. <laughs> I know. I can't. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have on my critique sheet said, please finish this book. Yeah. I would love to pick this off of a shelf yeah. in a few years. You know, I would love to do that because I really genuinely want to know what happens in this book. So we do have, so we're in our fifth year. We'll mm-hmm. call it our, fi- our, five-year-old, our five-year-old birthday. I don't know what I said there. <laughs> anyway, um, our five-year-old birthday. But there are two kids who have been, teens who have been there for five years. Wow. So they have been there every year. So we're kind of doing a fun little something to recognize them. Every year we give them a ranking. So it's military. Everything's military yes. branded. So they come in as privates. And then they move up. They move up and rank every year. Fifth so. years are majors this year, and we have eleven majors. Wow! So pretty dedicated teams. Um, We're going to do yeah. some fun stuff for them. That's pretty. We cool. can't give anything away. No, no. that's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to give that away. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Now, so registration's closed at this point, Sadly. unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, six hundred fifty-eight yeah. attendees. Yeah. That's. Amazing and impressive all at the same time. Yeah, especially like 30 authors. And, and 30 authors? A big handful of wow. volunteers and helpers. So yeah. It's going to be a huge group. Yeah. It is a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And so now do you have, is the food donated too? Or no. No, no. no. So, yeah, but you have to pay for it. In, yeah. Uh, in their ground. Yeah. yeah. So I was just wondering, yeah. because that's that's more money you have to arrange. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, people sometimes get the a wrong imp- impression about, mm-hmm. you know, they see that we have this huge conference and it's the biggest team conference that we know of mm-hmm. um, in, the, in, in the nation. In the nation. Yeah. But, you know, there maybe it's not, please contact us if you're bigger. Yeah, I did asterisk by that comment. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to know how to do world domina- domination. Yeah. Yeah. But people get this false idea that we are killing it financially. Yeah, they look oh, around, yeah. they're raking it in. It's like, yeah, no. Nope. We give. We have never in five years taken a paycheck, any of us. Yeah. And and it's and we're totally okay with that. I yeah. mean, we. I'll take money if you want to get nice, me, but we we roll it back into the teams. And so you know, if if it take if it costs, yeah, I won't go into numbers, but it is amazing how much money it costs yeah. to put on a conference like this because you have liability costs. And obviously the food to feed that many people. And we do a snack half with, uh, near the end of the day because we don't want them to be hungry. Mm-hmm. We're moms, right? <laughs> yeah. And their team, yeah. t-shirts and backpacks and notebooks and pens and conference material that's yeah. printed. And, and we always try and give know. them a gift or two. And, wow. Um, we, we really just want them. We, we Those want are them. donated, though. We usually get, don't the we? The door hangers. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they are. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. Yeah. We've had a couple companies that have been really generous and, and donate some stuff um, this year and in years past. So we should say thanks to our, we, Desert Book is one yeah. of our sponsors. Cool. Yeah. 
and they're going to have a table there. Uh, doTERRA. And doTERRA mm-hmm. is a sponsor this year and gave um, some free stuff to the authors who donate their time and then some. Also the volunteers. And to the volunteers. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so some so stuff is donated. Del Sol has been really cool. Mm-hmm. They're a Utah company that mm-hmm. really donated they do a lot of last stuff. year. Yeah, yeah, they've been awesome. Wow. You guys have quite a, a line of sponsors there. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh, we take more. Yeah, anyone... <laughs> Anyone yeah. out don't there? don't think yeah. that we're... It's tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are a federal nonprofit, so you can donate with donate. confidence. Yes. <laughs> that, that's amazing. So, okay, let's just say next year you double your numbers. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> what happens next? Yeah, she's grabbing her head. <laughs> because you guys are already doing the tap dancing and craziness. I mean, <laughs> We always say that because we're setting a precedent every yeah. year. I mean, we've had... Bagpipes. We've had. Oh man, this <laughs> this year we've got like a full on show. Oh you have a show. We yeah. do. Yeah. Wow. We do. I can We can't talk about it because it is top secret. But it All does right. involve several of the authors that are coming. Wow. Um, and introducing Brandon Sanderson, we have a fun thing. A don't fun don't thing. go there. <laughs> I need to bring my video camera. Yes, yes you, you do. do. It, it it involves stunts. Cool things. <laughs> All right. Cool I think I'm, I think we're going to do all the interviews on video. <laughs> no teams will be harmed. This will be very oh, interesting. Except those in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I I can volunteer my daughter for something crazy. There you go. There you go. She might not be happy with me now. Oh yeah, we're pretty open. We've had um, Tyler Jolly is a graphic artist. I mean graphic novel. Clark Schaefer is a scriptwriter. Yeah. Writer. yeah. Writer. He came last year. Mm-hmm. Tom Durnham this year. Yeah. He he writes scripts and he's coming this year. So. The bulk of the teens are interested, I think, in fiction novel writing, but yeah. that is not to say that it wouldn't be fun exposure to some other stuff. We've never had so we, straight comic books. What we do is we have we have popular. Pr- mm-hmm. potential presenters uh, submit to, on our website if they're interested in becoming a presenter. And we'll be putting that tab making that tab live probably when the dust settles from this year's Teen Author Boot Camp. So usually presenter registration or presenter, what are they called? Submission. Submission. Mm-hmm. Um, we we go from like June, July through November. Yeah. And we're in there. And we consider everyone. I mean, I think we'd be more than happy do you wanna, to consider do you wanna, kind of writer. Are you a sign up? Oh, you're just curious. I think that there's an interest there for sure. I, I think too. that I think that that would be really cool. Yeah, if one pitched fun. an awesome class to us, we'd probably be we would do it. We like yeah. the variety. The variety. Mm-hmm. Anything that speaks to teens yeah. too. And well, because totally. that's kind of number one. We almost don't care about how special or important or famous the person is. It's are they good with the kids? Yeah. And um, we always do feedback forms afterwards. And the authors that the kids are saying we loved, we loved, we loved, they're more likely to be invited back. Because it's it's about them, really, yeah. ultimately. I think in the beginning we were a little more concerned about how big the name was just because we were trying to start out and we just didn't, you know, we just wanted to get people to show up. Again, yeah. we were so excited that we had like 140 people. But after, we're kind of at the point where, where we check the ego at the door and it's just like, who would these kids think was awesome? Yeah. You know, and that's that's where we go. Yeah. So, it's over. How long does it take to recoup? Oh my word. We get about summer. <laughs> <laughs> but we only do get like two months off. We're yeah. going we're getting all, better. We yeah. get, it took us like five months to recoup last time wow. the first year, but we we're we're getting smarter. Because um, you guys are like probably picking up 
right away to We're, set up for the next one. The three one. of us yeah. are going to New York in May to a conference called Book Expo America. And we'll go and we're keynote shopping in May. Yes. <laughs> we're bringing a stack of business cards. And <laughs> so we'll be doing that. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. we'll we'll jump right back. It's always it. on the mind though for us. I mean, it's it's constantly. Yeah. We're constantly sending emails like in the fall. You know, when they well, you guys might not know, but they always put the back to school stuff yeah. on at Staples or whatever. So you know, you'll find us out shopping notebooks in October or no, in September for the conference. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's just we're always got our eyes open and looking for stuff to keep costs low and make it fun and yet affordable. So is it difficult balancing this and writing? This time of year it is. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. sure. This this month's a bad one. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, otherwise we can kind of stagger it all right. Yeah. We've gotten to the point in our group, too, where we all have our roles. We all have our responsibilities that, you know, I know that I'm going to be taking care of these things. And Joe's going to be taking care of these things. And Lois is going to be taking care of these things. And so... Knowing, and Margie and Tasha. And Margie There's and Tasha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who um, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we all have our, our responsibilities, and so it, that's made it easier. We're yeah. kind of learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost a well-oiled machine. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah. we're sure. getting there. So nice. we, meet, we meet twice a month um, the entire year, sometimes four times a month. Yeah, as, as this season. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just do uh, the conference, and other times we're also we're writers, so we kind of mix and match our, our meetings. And, yeah. And we break it up. Feedback. We read each other's stuff and give yeah. feedback. Yeah. And But then this time of year, it's all about, you know, like, yeah. writing? What is that writing you speak yeah. of? <laughs> yes. I can't wait to get back to it, actually. It'll be great. Because then you add on, Deadlines. you know, family. Yeah. And then conventions you're going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tough. It's a, it's a it's fun year. though. Yeah. It's so fun. I don't think we wouldn't do it. We we're just not that altruistic if it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We do love it. We do. We're crazy. Oh, you'll see. All right. That you're gonna be able to come. Yes. Yeah, the spectacle. I, I kind of saw it last year, uh, just myself, and I came kind of towards the end, and I saw the giant table of pizza, and it's like wow, because yeah. that's a lot of food. It's a lot of people to feed. Um, you know, and then you know, I did peek my head into some of the, the classes, and the kids were really paying attention. You know, I was kind of expecting maybe, you know, kids being kids were yeah. checking their phone or checking out, but they were all focused, and it's the presenters crazy. were really yeah. funny and keeping them uh, We've involved. never had an issue. Like, people always say, oh, is that hard? You're managing that many teams? Like, the we, kind of teams that come to this, they are there because they want to be there and yeah. they love it. And so they're so riveted. They're in there, you know. Oh, my goodness. We've never, ever in five years had one, one problem. And with now that you say that, let's knock on all kinds <laughs> of wood. Okay, so there was a year that the presenter shook his can of pop and it exploded. But that was totally the And fault. then <laughs> opened the door and checked it and said, everybody down. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. So Tyler the worst behavior is from an adult. So, so that's, yeah. that's the soda grenade thing you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes, and the kids loved it. It was <laughs> like the hit of the whole day. <laughs> yeah, they so. did talk about it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, so... Everything's done. There's no one can jump on board now, but they can for next year. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't have a date set, obviously, but we are waiting on UVU. For It'll that. be in the spring. Yeah, well, always in the spring. But you guys have a website that people can pay attention yep. to. Yep. Okay. And there, if you want to go on there now and you are you're missing the conference this year, there is a tab called uh, is that under resources? Uh huh. Uh, TABC TV, and it's where we have filmed a lot of our presenters in the past, and they're free videos on our website for anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about the writing craft and 
and um, some pretty pretty awesome presenters on there. Yeah. So is there anyone that you've wished that you could have brought in but haven't yet? I don't know. Yeah, we've got we've got a few. We that we've kind Christopher Paolini is going to come next year. I have a feeling. We no, we haven't <laughs> talked to him. <laughs> yeah, Hello. I would like to have Christopher come. I would um, too. Yeah, and I think the we Brandon could. Yeah, signing. yeah, he was he was just here. We know the great. same people. Yeah, he'd be great because I mean he he yeah. he was one of them. Yeah, you know, he was. I think the kids would just die. Yeah. Tina, there, yep, you know. I would love to have Maggie Steph Vader. I would love to have mm-hmm. Maggie. I've heard her spoke. Uh, she spoke once in at BYU. She was great. I don't know if you're familiar with her mm-hmm. work. She wrote the Raven Boys. Yeah. Raven Boys and Shiver and stuff like that. Who else? You wanted Libby Bray. Libba Bray. Oh, Libba Bray. Yeah. She's, I yeah, totally sick. didn't say that wrong. Yeah. Sick in a good way. Sick in a really good way. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Oh, who's the whole Fault in Our Stars guy? Remind oh, me. John, John Green. Green. Yeah. Sorry, I had a book. I'm kidding. I doubt we could get him. I hear he charges premium yeah, writing. He's a Rick Riordan. I know that the kids would love oh, yeah. him. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll call him next week. Okay. <laughs> well, you just never know because we didn't think. I mean, some of the keynotes we've had, we we've had might have been out of reach. Yeah, you know. But um, we were really lucky this year, for sure. Yeah. And last year, having yeah. James Dashner and Ali Condi. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that was awesome, and the kids loved it. So, and we've had Brandon Mull and, and Shannon Hill, Shannon yeah. Hill, Kirsten White. Kirsten White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Who do you want? Yeah. yeah, you tell us who you want us who to Who would bring. be awesome? Because most of you probably have the mentality of a teen. I'm feeling <laughs> the vibe here. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have a, do you have a vote? You can cast a vote. Well, I'm biased, so I have a good friend at the Young Adult Office. Oh, Taryn James. James. Yeah. Oh. He actually lives in Tula. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's local. Nice. And he's a, he's a, a junior high school teacher, too, so that would be really so easy. So he's probably really good with kids. Oh, yeah. Taryn James, if you're, our, listening, our if you're listening, my number is... You guys can call, you guys can call him afterwards. <laughs> Say we have a hookup for him. Yeah. How about you? Raven, right? Raven. Raven. I don't know. I have way too many. There's too many Give authors. Give us one. Give us an like, idea. We love the epitome. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good one, but there's there's several others. Um, I mean, Ed Greenwood's a really great author. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys threw out some of my other favorite ones, too. Uh, Dan Wells might be fun, too. Oh, he, he's a great I actually presenter. talked yeah. to Dan Wells about Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's awesome. very interested that's in coming this yeah. year. Yeah. So. Possibility. Um, Possible. Mm-hmm. Terry Brooks. Yeah. Oh, that wow. would be yeah. fun. <laughs> Terry Brooks would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are great suggestions. I mean, Terry, I mean, I I love Terry Goodkind stuff, but he's not that uh, sociable, so he wouldn't be a good. <laughs> the option. teens would just be staring. Yeah, and he'd be staring, glaze, <laughs> and he'd stare back <laughs> as he slipped slowly into yeah. madness. <laughs> you know, and and I loved. I grew up reading a lot of Tracy Hickman stuff, but I don't know if people are still reading Tracy Hickman Tracy stuff. Tracy Hickman is classic. Yeah. Tracy Hickman gave me seriously one of the best tips in writing. Mm-hmm. He told me that to be a writer, you have to be willing to stare at a screen until blood comes out of your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Tracy. Yeah, isn't that Tracy? Wow. That's yeah. a fellow. He's yeah. a, he's a, he is a class act. I oh, really like Tracy Hickman. Yeah, I, I, we love having him on. He always he always gives really good advice. Yeah. He's, uh, well, writing. he's just a He's a font of knowledge. Yeah. Like the guy is just prolific. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, it's it's one thing for 
for authors to put out a lot of books. He has put out so many books that are still in print, yeah. and that is a huge accomplishment. So, Let's see, Ellie Marissa Jr., uh, Brent Weeks. Man, I can just keep I could just keep pulling out ideas like crazy. We should. Yeah, where's the pen? I, I can email him. Too. All right. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. yeah. I'll just go through all my books on my shelf. There you go. Because I have way too many books. Who do I want to meet this week? Okay, I'll send this to the yeah. Rubber's Cubed Girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care of that, will you? Sure. I mean, that's almost how I, I work my show. Which authors do I want to talk to next? <laughs> That one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have plenty to talk to at Tina the Bootcamp. Yes, that'd be awesome. Well, you know, and but yeah, tell us about that. You're going to be interviewing the teams there, is that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we authors. want to do that and the authors. Um, definitely. Brandon is like this universal floating gravitational sphere of his own. Trying to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. It used to be easy. Now mm-hmm. it's not. It's well, he's he's high demand he right is. now. He's all over the place. You know. I know where he lives, but I don't want to go pounding <laughs> on his door. That sounds ominous. I know. Can I take five minutes of your time? No. So I, I definitely want to talk with Brandon for a while. Sure. Um, you know, Jessica Day George. We I've had her on the show before, um, but I had her with. We, it was an interview with her and Amber Iger. I also would be really fun just to have her by yeah. herself. She's she's um, a riot because she does. Her. You know, she does some really good stuff. Those princess books she's done, and then the the week. The day of the week mm-hmm. book. Yeah, the Tuesdays at the Castle, yeah. Wednesdays at the Castle, Thursdays at the then. Castle. Yeah. She's, she's done. She's done a lot, and she's a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, so, so it'd be fun, and huge. then it would also be fun to talk, to, you know, the kids as well, kind of get their input. And I would stuff. love for you to talk to the kids. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear what they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough. we yeah. only we only get sometimes one will get brave enough to come up and like mm-hmm. tell us how yeah. how mm-hmm. much fun they're having, or we'll see it on the feedback. Form, I got an email but. today. Oh, you did! Yay! Nice. Isn't that great? I love it when yeah. that happens. Yeah. It would be kind of fun for us to probably talk to one of some of your majors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we could do that that's too. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Great. We'll yeah. yeah, we could do that. That's a great idea. We'll, and they'd love that. They would feel You're so. You're gonna get an interview. They're like, yeah, I'm awesome. And anything else you want? <laughs> and anything else you want us to do? I mean, yeah. I'm more than happy to do that. Really? Anything? Yeah. Anything? <laughs> oh, hey, hey! Get out those tap dancing shoes. <laughs> I know. I can't tap dance. <laughs> there, you may be able to join our our ender. We'll see. Okay. We'll talk after. All right. There, there are some things I can do. <laughs> so when I walk down the hall, I do and know I how see to make you, I can say, "Give me, <laughs> give me twenty, and you'll just do it." Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, I, I can, I can set up chairs. Five thirty in the morning. Yeah. We only need seven hundred chairs. Yeah. Ah. Not a big deal. <laughs> Not a problem. No, you're great. We're excited that you're coming. Yeah. No, I mean, if we can definitely. Uh, I really would like to interview some of you know, the te- the teams that are there because you know you guys could use it later on. Yeah. Soundbite. Um, oh, for soundbite stuff like that, uh-huh. but um, that it's really fun. Yeah, it, it's yeah. really fun having them talk and show their passion yeah. for their writing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why we do it. I mean, there's sometimes where you know coming to like you guys, it would be like uh, you guys are like these big ominous people and we're just no one <laughs> in their eyes. We're so ominous. <laughs> well, scary. I have never been at the end of the conference. No, it's okay. Called ominous. No dignity well, you know, it's just because it's just you guys are putting this on. I mean, I can remember the first time I went to talk to Tracy Hickman to get yeah. him on the show because I'd been reading him all this time. It's like, sure. in awe of him. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, Isn't it amazing it how It took we... me an hour and a half to build up the courage to ask, uh, which is really weird. 
you know, now you're I, in media. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can just go up, but you know, yeah. cause other people I just gone and you asked know, and I, now it's like not a problem. So I could kind of relate maybe those kids feel that same way coming to you guys. I thought that that would change once I became a published author. I thought that I have arrived and it's totally cool. Shannon Hale has been, these guys know, <laughs> I, I love Shannon Hale so yeah. much. And I, um, I ended up uh, getting the same agent that Shannon Hill had wow. for all of her um, Goose Girl series and all of those books, Princess Academy, Newburgh, Award Winner stuff. Anyway, and I I was at an event that she was at, and I went <laughs> to talk to her. I do awkward really well, <laughs> and she I does. just epic awkward, <laughs> yeah. epic, and I couldn't even talk to her. Yeah, and I just it ended up being like we have the same agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I walked away. <laughs> like, like, it was so... She was probably like, nice. And I'm yeah. just like, nice. I'm not there yet. So. <laughs> still yeah. not there. I, I still haven't arrived. No, I mean, I still have those moments understand. even now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Trying to yeah. talk to Michael Rosenbaum. You know, oh, yeah. It took me a moment. I had to stop, breathe, <laughs> and then start over again. Let me try again. Uh, have you dove under tables yet? That's what I want to know. Because yeah, Jen has been known. No, I haven't under dove tables. under a table. Like, literally. Wow. There's, there's this very awkward thing authors go through at conferences. We do not do it at ours. Yeah. They're called pitch sessions. Pitch <laughs> sessions. Okay. Sucking. Exactly. And you basically sit like we are. Yeah. An agent's on the other side of the table. And you got to pitch your book. And you pitch your book. And it's just quiet and awkward and the most uncomfortable situation. And we were practicing. Jen and I were, or someone, I don't remember. All of our group was. So we were trying to look intimidating and we're sitting at a table and Jen starts and she just dives under the table because she's I couldn't so embarrassed it. and it's just us like it's our yeah. good friends you yeah. know we're like oh, so when I actually went into me. that pitch session for that book yeah. um, I didn't dive under a table but the the editor was just the agent it was an agent mm-hmm. the agent was just like at one point, asked me if I was okay. <laughs> Were you in the fetal position? On the no, but apparently I looked in direct. Wow. Yeah, like you needed to breathe. I was like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yep. It's sad because the agents are there to, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it just feels so intimidating. It's, it's awful. It's just like, oh, my hopes and dreams are just so this, on these So this happens at... The boot camp? No, no, it oh, is. no. It's not. Yeah. Okay. The adult conferences often happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's something you typically pay extra for. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so the, okay. That's what they do at the LTU. Uh, LTUE, LTUE does. Yeah, those, 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 those little LTUE side doors. Makers. All right. Yes, that's what's going on there. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible, it's horrible nothing what you may imagine. All right. make more like bring a cello. Playing some music in the background. Oh, my God. Can we really that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> or turn the tables and tie them to the chair and shine a light in their face. <laughs> you tell me why you should represent this book. <laughs> and you <will> like it. <laughs> yeah, I think I we do not do that. that. Yeah. No, the no. Teams, yeah. We've tried some publishing classes, and the teams are mildly interested in it, but mm-hmm. most of them really just want to write. Yeah, right, yeah. right now. And and that's maybe changing the older our audience gets. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, we'll have a publishing have a, panel this year where we have... We actually have old and young now, but before yeah. it was just kind of young. young so yeah. the youngers are really interested in writing, but as they get older, mm-hmm. they do tend to get... And we feel more. like if we can arm them with some tools, with some yeah. idea of what to expect once they enter that scary world of the publishing industry today... But then, no pitch sessions. No pitch sessions. Maybe. 
Yeah. It's actually, yeah. That would give a real new meaning to boot camp, though. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Pitch session, no! <laughs> Five, four, four three, three, you fail! <laughs> All right, maggot, hit your buck. It's 4 a.m. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Give me 50 pitches. <laughs> that just got absurd. Yeah, it did. No, no, no. Well, that's awesome. It sounds really exciting. And, I mean, obviously you're doing something correct because the numbers are going up. Yeah. Word is spreading. You have people driving from Kansas. You have people <laughs> sending their child on a Greyhound bus to join you. Uh, I'm sure there's other amazing stories that you're you're gonna find out. So I'm wow, sure we don't hear the half of them. Yeah. Right now. So is there any other amazing moments that just stick out in your mind over the last five years? Then that just says every moment, every painstaking hour you put into this just makes it worth it. Yeah, there are a couple. I have several, but Joe, yeah, you, you wanna? Oh, are you no. guys? Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, it's been so lame so the whole time. One moment that I loved yeah. was, um, well, actually, it was last year. The girl who won, uh, it was the the writing chapter mm-hmm. contest, and the girl who won, I believe it was first place in the junior high division. Junior high, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I mean, they're always excited. Oh, that, yeah. That's nothing shocking, but she came up and just. Oh, she was just shaking and just couldn't even. It was the most, It was and anyway, it was just awesome. It was really, really awesome. And she just seemed so happy. And then talking with her afterward, I could tell it really meant a lot. And I know that a few of our other winners in years before, it meant a lot. One one boy who won, um, James, James he, yeah. I won't, sorry, I almost said his last name. Anyway, he wrote about it to get a, to get a scholarship, a state wow. scholarship. It was that impactful. So for me, those have been some awesome moments to nice. see those teen faces and feel their excitement. And it's not just a, oh yeah, great. It's, Cool. Might have been just kind of quiet moments, you know, with that I've spent with teens or or emails that I've received, mm-hmm. just little little things that just gratitude because these teens are really grateful and yeah. um, just gratitude um, saying, you know, thank you so much for donating this time and thank you for putting this on and that makes it worth it to me. That and the bagpipe moment. No, <laughs> so I was going to say got to bring up the bagpipe. That's George's epic. Oh, well, at the end of our, was that two years ago? Two years ago. At mm-hmm. the end of our, like, big, uh, we had Tyler White. We always do a big a, opener, and we always do a big closer. Yeah. And yeah. this was a closer that we did. Yeah, we were doing this funny dance routine lip sync with Tyler Whitesides, and at the end, a bagpiper came on the stage playing a bagpipe, and you would think mm-hmm. it was like, Okay, man. You would yeah. think it was like a like a rock star. Like everyone went crazy. Oh, the kids it was were screaming. Wild. They were they were yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty epic. That was, was fun. They were like, that much. They like came to their feet and were screaming. <laughs> but overall, it really is just the teens. The yeah. teens make it we worth it. it. That that. You need to bring the that bagpiper guy that plays Thunderstruck. Oh, oh my God. With the fire. Yeah, with the fire. Oh that would be amazing. I don't want him there. Yeah. Love that. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Well, time just flew by. So, for those of you that have not uh, been a part of this and you have children that are interested, uh, boy or girl, check out uh, T-A-B-C or teenauthorbootcamp.com. Unfortunately, you can't make it this year, but uh, check it out for next year. Maybe there's a second one coming up. Who knows? Uh, So check this out. Uh, There are uh, videos that you can watch in the meantime to give you some tips. And, you know, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week then.
All right. With that said, we're going to be back in two weeks. Uh, We're not going to be here next week, but we will be uh, rebroadcasting a show uh, just because I'm out of town. It's going to be fun. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. They were fast.